Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. On a Friday morning, TGIF to you. I wish I could say it's that time, but it's not that time yet. Um, TGIF to me means, thank goodness, it is February and Pitchers and Catchers Report. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's just Friday. We're in December. I got my my friends, Jason. I got my friend, Derek. How you fellas doing this morning? Doing great. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. This is going to be fun times, fellas. We're going to talk about some topics that have been hot on everybody's mind. Um, and let me set some parameters here. Uh, we're going to talk about deferred contracts. I'm going to ask you boys how you feel about it. Obviously, Shohei Otani signed a massive, massive deal. Um, and there's a lot of deferred money that goes into that. Now, with the collective bargaining agreement, the way that it is, the Dodgers have to pay just shy of $27 million each season for the next, um, for the next, actually, $27 million, just shy of $27 million is what counts against the salary cap because you can't defer the whole thing. Right. Um, and so, but they only have to pay Shohei $2 million a season for 10 years. And then, you know, his it, five generations from now, um, is going is going to be just fine if your last name is Otani. Um, so, fellas, let's Jason tell me what you thought first about this deferred contract, and then Derek, I'm going to go to you. Um, I, I think it's crazy that Shohei is going to be getting paid till his 50th birthday. Um, and the the interesting thing is he Mookie's going to get paid an extra a year farther than Shohei is, but. You know, uh, this is the way of contracts since Bobby Bonilla did his in with the Mets. You know, Bobby Bonilla uh, deferred, I guess, $5.2 million of his contract, but he pulled 8% interest. So his is stretching out to like $30 million. Contracts nowadays have zero interest in it, but it gives teams flexibility. And the perfect example um as a matter of fact just before we um went on the the interesting thing is that um between Betts and Freeman's money with the Dodgers they're bankrolling I think they're on the hook for 95 million let me see what the the information is here the salaries between Betts uh Freeman and Shohei will cost the Dodgers will count 95.7 million towards the CBT instead of 118 million. So uh, interestingly enough, that $24 million difference is roughly the annual cost of a solid, not number one guy, solid number two guy. And who did they just announce that there was uh, in negotiations with finalizing? Yeah. A deal? I mean, that's not a perfect number. You guys, so it falls into place. It gives teams flexibility uh, for the long term, and not just the big market teams do it uh, uh, anymore either. Think back to the Nationals when they won their World Series; they deferred like seventy-five million dollars of Strasburg's contract, and then when that contract was up, they gave them another extension and deferred more of that money. And so the back end of that deal is unfortunate because he's retiring now. But if the teams are willing to leverage a lot, they're, they're, the return for it is, is could be poss very mm, good for them. I mean, look at what's going to happen with the Dodgers and Shohei. 
Yeah, Derek, what do you think? Well, I think, um, yeah, Jason, you kind of summed that up pretty well. With Shohei, the, you know, the awesome thing about all this is I think it always gets overblown when you talk about once-in-a-generation type of talent. But Shohei really is the perfect storm of everything that has culminated into right. this moment that he he got paid. You know, he is not only one of the most phenomenal, youthful talents that we've seen, but he's an international superstar. He, you know, the Dodgers just got like another whole country of fans, right? Right. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of unbelievable. I mean, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Um, you know, it's, so you've got like this thing where not only are you you talking about that that uber talent but now you've got you've got just this this marketing hype machine not only for the for the u.s you're talking about a global hype machine you're, you're talking about just something that we're just not i mean you're just not seeing it baseball right. hasn't seen it for all of the great talent and you know you know we we love talking baseball the three of us and others that come on bill's show and jason on your show i mean we a lot of us go back with the old the old school the old guard of these guys who, who we grew up at, with as heroes and now that they're they're you know living their life's best work on the other side of of their playing days i mean their star just grows brighter and brighter in our eyes right, right. just because because they just became legends and baseball always has that but then every once in a while you get like these kind of in sports just these these you know, guys who just cut through just the sport and just the now they're just super cultural icons. Right. And Shohei is one of those. And so the the whole deferred contract, like you said, it's been done before. It will be done again. Now attention's on it. Maybe people are going to see that they can take advantage of it. But the thing about it is you're not going to be able to replicate it with other people. You're just going to get burned like the Mets got burned with Bobby Bonilla and haven't been able to come back. You're just going to get burned like the way the Nationals have been. And who knows when the Nationals are going to be able to be relevant. Because, But the thing about that is the Dodgers, you know, they have the, the star power. They've got the fan base. Now they've got this global fan base. It's just right. gonna. It's just a snowball going down the downhill. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure we'll talk about whether or not it's good for the game, that kind of thing later on. But I mean, for him, you know, and, and you know, the guy is so likable. I mean, I'm a Padres yeah. fan. I, I don't hate the guy. I mean, I love watching Shohei play. Hardly ever got to do it, quite honestly, because I don't get Angels games out here on the right. West Coast or on the East Coast. You know. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get a whole lot more Dodgers games than I want to see, but you know, <laughs> no, but, uh, but you know, it's worth it. He's must, you know, he's, fired. Must, fired. He's, he's must appointment, you know, must see, uh, mm -hmm. you know, live at bats, oh. you know, live guy, live game looks when, when he's got 10 K's through five, uh, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So true. Uh, you know, I think a couple of, not this past year, but in 2022, we uh, went to an angel game because our son played with Taylor Ward in high school. We Shohei was pitching that day and Trout and Shohei were in the lineup. But I have to tell you the 
the energy level in the stadium every single time he was on deck when he was at the at the plate. He hit two bombs that day, but it was palpable. You could cut it with a knife. It, every phone was focused on him in the batter's box, every swing he took. And he brings that dynamic ev to every single game. And, I mean, it, an interesting – I guess an interesting caveat to all this, which I didn't consider, you know, when I was like, what? He's a Dodger? Got to think back, too, to like uh, their GM said today, like their relationship with Hideo Nomo, with Kenta Maeda, and other Japanese players that have come through the organization. There was another one that they mentioned as well. Um, Kazushi. Yeah. yeah. And, and that has a lot, carries a lot of weight. And, I, and it, it made me pause and think a little bit about that influence that, you know, besides having the, the entire nation of Japan, you know, uh, under watching him now, but it, it made a little bit more sense to me, uh, another portion of what, what sold him on, on coming to, to the Dodgers. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it was inevitable. I don't know how true it is. I, one of the things that I heard before was he he wanted to be a Dodger a few years ago, but they, we didn't have DH back then. I don't know if that's true yeah. or not. But you know, now that now that you've got a DH in both leagues, I mean, yeah. But, but I mean, of course, the the big rub on Shohei is going to be whether or not he how he comes back to pitch, and if so, how long does he do that? Because otherwise, it's as good as he is. It's pretty tough to pay seventy million dollars for for. I'll, I'll take an eighty percent. So, Oh, hey, anytime. In New York, you would. <laughs> you know what I'm no, saying? I'm taking 80% out there on the mound, you know. So out and, here in SoCal, it's funny that both to both of your points, you guys are, are spot on. Both your points, out here in SoCal, a lot of the Angel fans are really ticked off. They feel like he's a traitor. They feel like he portrayed, you know, or he let them down, yada, yada, yada. And I had a great conversation with somebody um, two nights ago on Wednesday night and we were talking and uh, and I said, listen, he's getting paid $700 million to do something that we only dreamed about doing in our backyards. Like it's a reality. And in, right. in addition to that, imagine for a second if God had blessed you with that talent and you already played six years with one team, you hadn't even sniffed the playoffs. Now you have a chance to sniff the playoffs and play in it you don't have to move. You just have to right. go up the road for a couple of months. Like it makes total sense. Um, and so I like, I like this uh, move. I, I don't know that I like the deferred contract because what it really does um, is it puts the Dodgers on the hook for a lot of pressure. And, and what I mean by this, okay, hear me out. Within three years, they have to make the world series. Within five years, they have to win at least one World Series. Within the 10-year span, they need to win at least two World Series. Otherwise, this contract makes no sense whatsoever. And if I were advising the Dodgers financially, I would tell them, boys, you have to put away that $68 million, save it, whatever, so that when this stuff comes up, it's not a burden on you. Because otherwise, you're going to have a Strasburg. You're going to have a Bobby Bonilla situation. And I... I don't know. I like I like the fact that it was Shohei's idea. I like the fact that he's a team player. A bunch of people out here, Derek, a bunch of people out here in Anaheim are going nuts. 
They're like, oh, he's a traitor. Why wouldn't you do that with the angels? Because the angels don't have the money. And they're not going to pay him that kind of money. So, right. Yeah. The Definitely they're too close to it, right? They're just too close to it. I mean, I think the rest of baseball sees it pretty objectively the way you described, Bill. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm on the same, I, same you know, agreement with you regarding Angel fans all of a sudden despising him, hating him, calling him a traitor. You know, if you like, he won, you know, what, two MVPs for you guys? I mean, he, the guy was, is a bona fide stud regardless. And for uh, an Angel fan or to just suddenly be, oh, yeah, no, he's, a, uh, he's an enemy and I can't stand him and I hate Shohei Otani. I, I think that that's just a little too far, a little too much for me. Be re respectful because he carried the team for however many years. But, yeah, for you to suddenly just like, oh, I hate the guy. Come on. Give me a break. Yeah, he Gave the Angels six years of having their logo be one of the most prominent logos in sports, right? Right. Well, in, in all things Angels, considered, for, for for a team that didn't win anything, I mean, the yeah, Angels it, between Trout and Otani. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a shot. You know, if he had, if they had won, if they had gone to the, who knows, if he had been to the playoffs one year, maybe he resigns with them just because he likes it. Who knows, right? You move on. Well, I listened to the I listened to the press conference yesterday, a, a bit of it. I listened to a snippet of it. And he had straight up said, I like winning and I want to play for a winning organization. Um, you know, the Angels had Trout and Otani in the prime of their careers and still right. couldn't sniff the playoffs. <laughs> you have those type of two big bats, find some pitching. They went out and got Anthony Rendon. Find, and I'm not going to rip on the Angels. The Angel fans I'm disappointed on, though, because, I mean, I've seen guys burn jerseys. I've seen guys see Shohei jerseys and flip them off. Like, I've seen people go on rants. I mean, not to, I won't mention a name, but Will Clark went on an incredible rant the other day on a podcast that he was on about the Dodgers and how the Dodgers keep manhandling the Giants. The only I people I think in this whole contract situation that can be pissed is the Giants organization and the Giants fans because he literally got offered the same thing in LA and San Francisco. And he said, San Francisco, go pound San. So yeah. what does that tell you about? San Francisco, right? Right, absolutely. Play, players don't want to go there, and I mean the same thing: seven hundred million deferred, everything like that. Um, I mean it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. So, okay, so, hey Bill, so now, I don't I don't want to take us down too far a rabbit hole, but explain to me the part of it where you know. So I agree with you about the San San Francisco versus L.A. What about the people who are, aren't baseball fans but are California taxpayers? Are they mad? Because I don't – so I'm, if, if you can take, like, one minute to explain to me, like, how the deferral works. Like, let's say he wasn't – there was no deferral of salary, right? This is from, from a simplicity standpoint. It's $70 million a year, and it's a $70 million contract being offered by all 30 major league baseball teams. Well, then you, you're choosing between – my understanding would be, like, Texas was a pretty good option because when he's playing his home games, he's not paying any state tax. Toronto was in it because when he's playing, he, when he's, when he's playing his home games, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of games out like in California and he's playing his home games in Canada, but now he's playing home games in California. 
where you've got like this highest tax bracket burden, right? On that 70 million. Yeah. And so that 70 million doesn't go as far. So now he's got the deferral. So now where does that all play as far as like, is, is he the tax pays taxes? Yeah. How, how does that pay, work? On the he only million, pays taxes right? on what he earns. So is it, is it the 2 million or is it the, mm -hmm. it's the, is two it million. the, the two? Yeah. Yeah. It's and the then two million, so but... when he retires and then he moves, let's say he goes back to Japan and then they start paying him the 68 million a year yeah. off of that. Then that's totally tax free. No, is that, no, no, is it, no. Does so it still, still go back to how it played out? Played out? Yeah. So I'm not a tax expert on this and I don't even play one on TV, but, um, Part of the reason why it's tough to be a major league baseball player, I mean, besides for obvious things, it's tough on your body and things like that, is you have to pay taxes in every state that you play in, including hey. Canada. So you're going to pay taxes in what is it, like 18 different states, right? California's tax for, for Shohei's contract is, I don't know if his write-off situation, but it's going to be about 18 to 20%. So he's going to pay about a million dollars. We'll just... We'll just call it a million dollars a month in state tax. Um, but he signs that day. What's that? He makes that in a day. Right. <laughs> right. And so if you think about it, $70 million a year is about $5.6 million a month, right? Just over $5.6 million. So between state and federal tax, he's probably going to run away between state and federal tax at about $3.5 a month. So he'll probably run away someplace in the ballpark of about 50, 000, uh, 50 million a year. Um, once he retires, even if he goes back to Japan, the contract was signed in California. Um, so he'll still have some state of California tax. He just won't be paying tax. I don't believe in every state anymore, but he will be paying taxes in California. So he's not gonna run away with that. California is gonna get rich off of it, but and, and trust me, nobody's probably happier than Governor Newsom right now because he knows that that cash is coming in. There are a number of celebrities and people that make multi-million dollars a year, make more than Shohei does in a year that have moved out of California. So um, most recently, Mark Wahlberg um, left California for Nevada. And Jason and I both live in California. We can tell you what the state of California taxes are. I mean, they're insane. Yeah. Yeah, and, come on. And so Mark so Wahlberg. Have... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Finish up. I, you're, I was you're... just going to say Mark Wahlberg moved out because of that. So Shohei does not ditch the tax liability at all. He's still going to have to pay it. He just kicks the can down the road. Yeah. And his image would have suffered if he had ended up in Toronto, in my humble opinion. Toronto would have done nothing for his image with yeah. buddy because, I mean, hockey's number one in, in Canada to begin with, eh? And so he's going to have to compete with, you know, uh, Vladdy as well and Bichette as well and find his way. But I, I just – I think he would have suffered it with his image and marketability north There of the would world. have been a lot of eyebrows being raised over that one, right? Right, I, yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody is surprised by this one. I mean, it was, it was going to be – it was going to be the Dodgers or it was going to be – the Giants, I thought maybe yeah. the Mariners would come. Yeah, that was, you know, but, so, Derek, but, but you know, a, a twist to your question here on this, a twist to the question is with Shohei's contract the way that it sits, I mean, the guy's going to make his money, right? 
But if you stop and you think about it from a business perspective, just forget fandom for a second. If the three of us owned the Dodgers, which God bless America, if we did, right? I'm sure we could all be converted to be Dodger fans. The conservative (sighs) estimate is that the Dodgers in the 10 years, just through advertising alone, just through advertising alone, jersey sales, Shohei stuff, they're estimating that they'll make three times this contract in 10 years. They're estimating oh, that 2.1 billion. Easy. They're worth 400 million right now. And they'll triple their bankroll in the next 10 years. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And some franchises, I think it was, it's an easy, it's easier math than others, right? That was, like I said, Toronto, it was going to be a, it's, it was going to be a win for any team that got them, mm-hmm. but it was going to be a lot bigger risk for somebody for like the Blue Jays to try to make that business case close. Like the the Dodgers, that's it's a it's a no brainer as far as just its proximity. You know, the 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 influx that you're going to get for Japan, the natural uh, TV contracts that are going to be struck and all this stuff. You know, we go back to to how he he's the that kind of uber talent in the generation, you know, like the whole, let's go back to the whole reason that the, the deferral is, is, uh, you know, palpable to him. And the one, the reason he recommended it is because he's making like $40 million or more in endorsements, right? Right. Global endorsement, just, just because of who he is. And so the, the salary part of it is not important to him right now. So last night, so Thursday night, um, when we were talking about questions, it was just announced that Ryan Pepio was sent to the Rays for Tyler Glasnow. Um, and so Shohei made that happen because, again, now the Dodgers can afford to go out and get different people and play. And, and Ryan Pepio is a great talent. Don't get me wrong. He's a great talent. But now you have a starting rotation that includes Tyler Glasnow this next season. And you've got a starting rotation that includes Walker Buehler, um, Bobby Miller, right? Um, they're still working on a left-hander. But remember, Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May for the Dodgers are not pitching this season. They're out this season. So the Dodgers still have some work to do pitching-wise. Shohei made that happen. Right. And that's where, that happen. that's where that difference in the deferred money is that they saved 20-some million dollars um, in, in the CBT money between these contracts and boom. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's 24 million. Let's lock you up a couple of years. So yep. the, the, the sad thing is, and like you mentioned it a few minutes ago, are the giants, man, like <laughs> two years in a row, not just this, you know, but like the arson judge, they yep. dangled the money in, at him and he still didn't come. And then now you get, you know, arguably again, another, uh, of, of the greatest players to play and put a uniform on, and he's he's not coming to the Bay. That's two. That's twice. You know, it's like, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you know, shame on me, or, or however it goes. But right. it's sad because the Giants can't find anybody to show up and, and sign a contract there, man. Oh, here's what's funny is a couple of days ago, I was in Vegas flying back and I was with our marketing director, Megan. And she said to me, she goes, why do you think he didn't sign with the Giants? And I said, I think there's four reasons, really. 
four things that that I there's four things that Major League Baseball players think about. I think two of them are controllable. The other two are not. And so I said the first one is the team. If you want to win, you know, are you going to currently go to the Las Vegas slash Oakland slash whatever A's? Probably not right now. Okay. Doesn't mean that they're not going to rebuild and be lights out in a couple of years, but probably not right now. Okay. Number two thing is the ballpark. How do you enjoy the ballpark? If you're Aaron Judge, you've got to love that short porch in right field in the Bronx. Having that big wall and not the short porch in San Francisco, that's going to hurt your numbers in the long run. The number two thing are the two other things that are untouchables. Yeah, the number two things that are untouchables that you can't quantify is if you're a player and you know you're gone a lot, where's my wife and my kids going to live? A, is it safe for them to go to the ballpark? Um, And then number two, where are they going to go to school? And right now in the Bay Area, and and Jason knows this just as well as, as I do, Derek, this may be news to you, but right now the Bay Area is struggling. There's a lot of homelessness up there. Um, I mean, we walked to the stadium a mile away, Mikey, Danny, myself, Amber, a few other people. And I literally saw homeless people peeing on the sidewalk, defecating on the sidewalk, asking for like it was bad. And so where are you going to, you know, you have to take those into consideration. And so right now, if you're thinking 10 years and you're driving around giant stadium and all you see is homelessness and all you see is like crime and things like that, that doesn't make you think, hey, I can't wait to have my wife and kids here. Good point. So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong and I'm not I'm not picking on San Francisco. I'm not saying that San Francisco is a terrible place. I like the city. But right now it's not the place where would you rather play in LA where you're going to be in Hollywood, where you're going to see games on Sundays, Sunday night baseball, or would you rather go to a place right now that doesn't have an identity? Just an argument. And who else is in the giants lineup? That's going to a protect him B, you know, give him some uh, pitches to look at. There's, there's nobody in their lineup really that, that is, you know, going to be comparable to Betts and Freeman. That's for sure. I mean, you know, they bets Freeman show hey Max Muncie makes contact once in a while when he does it goes far and then you just have to fill in the gaps in you know the seven eight nine guys and you're into the you know at least into the wild card exactly exactly and you just it's tough so let me ask you this boys as we kind of wrap up here um because we're keeping this episode kind of short tonight we we, the three of us had a good pregame and we'll have a good postgame. But for those listening, Derek, I'll start you out with this question. What do you think this does to baseball and the contracts going forward? And then, Jason, I'm going to ask you the same question. So this deferral, everything like that, does it does it change baseball to the point now we're going to be talking about billions of dollars in contracts and the deferral? Are we going to come up with what we call a show aid contract? I mean, what are we looking at here? I mean, like I said uh, earlier, I think there's going to be a little heightened awareness of people to try to get a little bit more creative on their contracts to keep up with the Joneses. Um, thinking back, you know, back in the day when somebody like Nolan Ryan became the first millionaire, let's say, right? And everybody was right. like, wow, that's like a game changer. Uh-huh. How is baseball ever going to, you know, how can you ever pay a baseball player a million dollars, you know, and that kind of thing. And then you started getting into that era. I don't know if 
the next thing that I was thinking about was like somebody like Barry Zito, right? When Barry Zito became like a hundred million dollar man or something like that. I don't know if he was the first, he probably wasn't, but in my mind, that was like one of those kind of eye opening kind of times when all of a sudden the pitching just started kind of, you know, people were, how is, how is the sport ever going to recover? So I do think it's going to, there's going to be like that kind of, uh, there's these plateaus that we get to these milestones. It's, this is certainly one of them as, as far as the, you know, um, resetting the playing field. But at the same time, the beauty of baseball is you can't just go and put together your super team. And if, if we start going, let's start with like the NL West, for example. I think the thing about the NL West that's going to be real interesting to me, like Jason, you hit it on the head, man, the Giants. Like what are what are they gonna what did they have to attract Shohei? They didn't have anything around him. I don't know how they ever get something around now. You know, like for, for my Padres, Padres have have like a, a pretty still a good core of Tatis. You know, and Machado is Machado's still in, in a window of playing, so they still have players that they can bring in. You know, but baseball is all about pitching and who you bring your pitching in. So like you guys had talked about the Dodgers bringing glass now and they're going to probably, they're going to, you know, they're not done by any stretch. Um, the interesting thing to me will be, I think it's, you're looking at the diamondbacks and the Dodgers really fighting out for these next, for this near term future. And I think the diamondbacks are kind of like the Tampa Bay rays of the West. Yes. You know, they are built on speed. They've got all these young, they've got these, they've got Corbin Carroll who is, the youngest and one of the younger Bryce, NL stars there is they can build their team. He's going to be around for a long time. He's in the MVP conversation along with Acuna, along with Shohei in the NL, you know, and um, you know, they already brought in, you know, they're, they're going to be bringing in pitching. They're going to be bringing in more. I would say right now, Arizona's got, got better arms than the Dodgers do. We'll see what happens when, when uh, you know, first pitch in April comes around. Um, but those teams are going to be in a battle and then you got everybody else is just going to, you know, no matter what you do, What's your identity? You know, as much as San Diego, you know, sh just shedding payroll and they've got some superstars. Will they bring in other people? I don't know. Even if they do, will it matter? Probably not. So then you just come out to the bigger picture, the National League. There's going to be other teams that are going to be battling and nothing's guaranteed. So as much as the Dodgers, you know, have a leg up on everybody, there's the regular season grind. And then what does your roster do in the postseason? Because for all the stars that you've got, is your who who gets hot uh in the playoffs at the right time and so bill i think you know what the what it remains to be seen what it does for for uh you know the length of time will will shohei mean that that the dodgers win like five five world series and seven pennants or something like that in his time i don't know if they does you know the last time we saw something like that happen were the were the Jeter Yankees, right? Um, built in a different way, but really uh, that kind of that kind of time. And then you got like the Astros now, and now it's going to be the Dodgers window. We'll see, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt baseball. And certainly, as much as I I don't like it as a Padres fan, as, as a baseball fan, you need your big franchises to to have the big stars and and be relevant. And then everybody else chase them. And so I don't think in the NL West, I mean, 
certainly the Diamondbacks, I think, are the ones who aren't going to roll over, and they're going to give the Dodgers a run for the money. That's my Yeah, thought. and they did earlier. They did earlier this week um, signing uh, Rodriguez. So you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Um, the argument that I'm hearing from a lot of people is the rich get richer and the middle or uh, middle markets or smaller markets aren't getting what they need, which, again, you don't need a ton of superstars to win a World Series. You just need to play the game the way that it was written up to be played. So, Jason, what are your thoughts about does this affect baseball going forward? Yeah, it, it's, you know, when you put all your eggs in, a, in one basket, Dodgers have done that with the last three big contracts. I don't even know what the Muncie contract is because um, then they re-signed him, right? Yeah, they re-signed him, but it, but, was, it was pretty cheap. I think it was, yeah, I want to say I, 18 or $20 million for two years. I think where it, the the real question is down the road is a is length of contracts. There there needs to be like for me if you're under thirty or if you're over thirty, I'm not giving you more than a three year contract. I mean, yeah, Shohei's there, but like let's say Nick Castellanos or somebody like that, uh, the length of contract is going to affect um, guys down the road, and and, and it's also going to affect the the utility guy, the guy that's the journeyman, the grinder, the guy that, you know, those guys are right now, those guys are seeing $6 million large and and they're average players at best. But those are the guys that where are they going to be able to, where are they going to make up their money in their when their contracts are up because they're so tied up. Organizations are so tied up with the Betts deal, with the Freeman deal, with the Shohei deal. Those kind of mid-grinder guys are the ones that are going to be affected the most, I think. So it's going to be interesting to see how baseball adjusts to this and do they adjust to with length of time with contracts or is there going to be a uh, – I don't know what it is, but we're going to be – it's going to be interesting to see within these next five years how things shake up. Yeah, and, and to your point, I actually think the best deal that I've seen – since the Shohei deal, obviously we're talking about Shohei, um, was the Juan Soto deal. I think the Padres did the right thing and said, we're weak on pitching, we can hit. We're, we may not be able to re-sign this guy. Let's ship him off and let's get what we need back. Right. And the Yankees have the pitching, Garrett Paul Schmidt, Rodon, if he, if he comes back, right? They've got the pitching that they need. Now they're just looking for that extra bat to protect guys like Arson Judge. Right. And they're looking for that extra protection for him when John Carlo, I can't find a jersey that fits me correctly. Stanton goes on the IL for 45 games like mm-hmm. usual. Right. I mean, knock on wood that that doesn't happen, but come on, Jason, you know what I'm talking about. Right. I know. <laughs> um, so I think that Padre deal was a great deal. Uh, I mean, that trade was a great deal. Is that, and then Derek, I know that you're a Padre fan. So you might be looking at me going, mm, not so much, but I like it. Do you like it? Short answer? Short answer, yes. Short answer, yes. Okay. Yeah, because I think that that's where where you're weak at. And, again, the game is not played on paper. Obviously, if it was the Mets and the Padres would have been in the League Championship Series last year, nobody would have thought the Diamondbacks would have been in the Championship Series or even made the playoffs. It's not played on paper. Um, On paper right now, if the Padres are going to chase a wild card position, that trade was great for them. And the Yankees, it was good for them too. So 
Um, okay, boys, we're gonna wrap up. So, Jason. Yeah, it's not uh, played on paper. What's that? No, it's, it's not like you said. I was just iterating. Not played on paper. So, baseball's yeah. baseball's so good. Just like just look at the World Series this past year. It's all good. Yeah. Unfortunately, not enough people were watching it because it was two small market teams. But the three of us were watching it, and we saw some really good baseball games. Absolutely. Really good baseball games. So, um, Jason, to you, 30-second wrap-up, and then to Derek, your 30-second wrap-up. Anything we missed as far as the contract is concerned, trades, any honorable mentions that you folks want to make? Anything, fellas? I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how things kind of pan out in the next week or so with teams, because now things are, the ball is rolling with teams making and negotiating deals. But uh, for me, I'm always on the lookout for the mid spring training signings of guys that are, you know, on the fringe or who've had success in the past. And so I'm, I'm waiting for the, the boarding and seeing kind of what comes up with that because the Dodgers have money and it'll be interesting to see what mid guy they have for the back end of the rotation. Amen to that. What about you, Derek? Any, any uh, final wrap ups? Uh, I think it will be real interesting when uh, Shohei Otani shows up to spring training and he has changed his number from 17 to something else. <laughs> that will be funny. I know he probably you want 70, but, but it would be really funny. Good if you all. Listen, the number one Jersey that all, of all time in the four, that 48 hour window, uh, just because, you know, I, they can have all the rules, but the $70 million man can, can wear what number he wants. I think Yeah, he can pull know. it off. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Derek's kind of like that evil genius, right? Let's see how we can mess with somebody here. This is awesome. Like I said one time, I got a I got a note from uh, somebody when um, uh, on the top fan account that when uh, Carlos Correa was the big trade rumor, right? Somebody said, "Hey, do you want a Rangers?" And I said, "Sure." What are you selling it for? You know, I'll use it for a giveaway. And he and it was full price. It was like 160 bucks. And I'm like, "Show it to me." It was a Correa Mets jersey. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that." <laughs> thanks, thanks for the offer, but you, my friend. <laughs> You know, kind of went a little quick on the action there. So yeah, hopefully nobody in Toronto. You know, do we say think like opening day? Somebody shows up with a Toronto like seventeen. Okay. No. There's probably a couple of them out there, right? Probably. I got to tell you, boys. Though two nights ago when I was in Las Vegas, um, and flying out, I saw two wonderful jerseys. One was a Shohei Dodgers jersey. I thought, man, that guy was quick. Number two, Ricky Vaughn Wild Thing jersey, ninety nine. The Winner. Indian patch on it, right? It was before we were afraid to offend the whole world. Winner. That's a winner. <laughs> so, anyways, boys, thanks so much for the time. Have a fantastic Friday morning. Stick around for a second. We will do this again real soon. Thanks for being on. Sounds Thank good. You, Thank you.